Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Everyone, welcome to the Kickstart Podcast presented by ProTaper. No racing this past weekend, but Saturday, April 1st, April Fool's Day. Dude, I remember when that, when, dude. We launched on April Fool's Day on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So, Saturday, we had our fourth anniversary. So, uh, happy anniversary to us. The uh, four of us. Chase, myself, Ere, Anton, the content team. Then we got Dahmer and Donnie outside who sell the ads. But uh, yeah, we made it four years. Dude, it's amazing. Like I remember I remember just doing Skyline with you. Like, you know, because that's that's how we met, honestly. Like I started DMing you on Instagram. Dude, I want to be a part of the 6 a.m. squad. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's how it kind of all started for me, right? Like, I mean, I needed to do my warm I needed to do my morning warm-ups, and then like you were always doing Skyline, and I yeah, it's just kind of how we met. And uh, I, I remember when all this happened, like just riding up Skyline. And you just venting about like, you know, what's going on. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like, you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, we're going to do this on our own. We're going to build our own freaking website and do this whole deal. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. I, I just remember that and how it like all unfolded. And I remember shit. the first six months we cycled so much because Don had to deal with the stress. Like, yeah, dude, we rode so much that <laughs> <of> six months. <laughs> dude. Anton, it was gnarly, right? Like D-Day, D-Day at Transworld Motocross, January 31st, 2019. They came and said, hey, yeah, where are your new owners? American Media, yay, we're going to combine you with Men's Journal. Oh, sorry, we don't like dirt bikes. You guys are all clipped. Yeah, I, man. We were, we were already hanging out before then. Yeah, yeah, we're, you know? we were already doing, I think you had already started the podcast. Or that we a started little bit the show. Yeah, we, no. we started the show. The show, yeah. And then I started the podcast. See, here's the thing. Transworld was so lame and slow moving sometimes. I was like, hey, I want to do a podcast. Set it up so I could do a podcast. I'm like, oh, you got to talk to Baseball America and figure out how to do that, blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of like looked into it and I figured out you could use any of these servers and do it yourself. So I started as my own thing, kind of on the side without telling my boss. And... Yeah, I had the Swap Moto podcast for three months before we got clipped, I think. Because I came yeah. and did that one with uh, AP at your condo, remember? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Dude, could you imagine how goddamn dweeby it would be if they wanted to launch a podcast? Oh, my like, God. Like, just the con... Like, knowing what we know about that company now, like, how slow-moving it was, when they finally probably would agree, like this spring to be like yo dude we should do a podcast it would be so far off the back end yeah i heard this term not that long ago <laughs> it would be for sure be knee pad media yeah <laughs> dude dude what is up with that guy uh i dude i don't know he kind of went rogue i guess but uh i I, sh- I shot him a text last night and i told him, i was like hey man like 
I don't really agree with some of the stuff that you're saying. So I just. Okay. I miss this. Yeah. Online gambling. Well, no, like all, all of that's oh. good. All of that's good. It's just. He started his own podcast. Yeah. I and, and like, so, like some of the stuff that I just didn't really agree with, you know, trying to get some hot takes. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for hot takes. I'm just not for like clickbait or, or talking down on, on like a, a sanction that's, you know, you know, doing what they can. Right. So I, yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah. He was calling people the motocross mafia and calling Pretty all much. of us the knee pad media. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, but it's all good. Everything's fine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So man, it was a scary time. We launched, uh, well, we were trying to buy the magazine back and that all went sideways. Yeah. And, uh, David Becker blackmailed Bezos with his dick pics. <laughs> Damn. The Amazon guy. Anyway. Yeah. So we started Swap Motor Live in, uh, the, the, what would you call that thing where we were in the lounge? The, the loft. The loft. The loft. Jeremy McGrath invited us to, uh, work out of his office. His, uh, Lake Elsinore truck racing shop. And he built it. Well, he had a loft slash miniature golf course. Yeah, it was it had uh, <laughs> astroturf and golf holes in there. But that's where he made his t-shirts. Yeah. Like he had a t-shirt screen printing machine up there. And uh, I guess at the truck races they would throw t-shirts out yep. off top of the semi. But yeah, he cleared that out, and that was our, our first office in Lake Elsinore for I think a year. Mm-hmm. Remember how scary those stairs were, dude? Yeah. Right. Oof. Yeah, I remember going up there with cl- crutches, and I was so scared I was gonna just fall. <laughs> oh yeah, you had your broken legs. I remember a, one memory. Uh, what was it? Ryan Morris's uh, wife. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, giving Dahmer a B twelve <laughs> shot. No, that was right in the in second the place. Was it? No, yeah. he he gave him one. Both. Yeah, it was yeah. both. There yeah, was multiples. Him just pulling his pants down, just like I'm ready. Yeah, Hannah Morris. <laughs> yeah. The the first the first Lake Elsinore office, I really liked it when somebody kept hopping the fence, so the landlord decided to. <laughs> To do some booby traps. I'm oh, not yeah. Any names or anything like that, not to implicate anybody, but yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that uh, was that good. It was really, really funny to walk out in the back and see uh, seven time, you know, drilling Dennis the Menace, fucking yep. booby traps. And Setting like, cameras wow, up too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we could talk about it because it never, it never, it never got anybody. Got yeah, it never got anyone. So, yeah, the Lake Elsinore shop, uh, there was a gated, uh, storage yard mm-hmm. and some crackheads used to jump over the fence from the neighboring office and uh, they'd break into Jeremy's fifth trailers, wheel trailers yeah. and steal stuff. Then we figured out where they were jumping over the fence. So McGrath got a, a, a piece of plywood and he drilled sheet metal screws through dude. it. Oh my God. How many it, screws do you think? Oh, dude, hundreds. <laughs> like right? Nails, hundreds. screws, everything. Anything, Anything that he could find. Anything yeah. sharp. And then he covered it with uh, leaves. Oh, God. <laughs> I think the thing, the reason he didn't get the guy is because then he put grease yeah, on top of the brick wall. Yeah, that's where he messed up. Because mm-hmm. he put grease on the brick wall so the guy would slip when he was jumping over. Yeah. So the guy saw the grease and was like, oh, and he looked down and he saw the nails. And over. we have video of the guy jumped like Spider-Man yep. out past the eight-foot piece of plywood oh. and landed and stole shit anyway. Oh, but I God. think I got the, I think, I'm pretty sure they got the car that he was in from the fr- front camera, though. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, that place was, the yard was sketchy. The yard was sketchy. Remember the garage door that would break all the time? Mm-hmm. Oh, the come off the hinges? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that back one. 
but it was super cool. That that shop was cool because it was his truck yeah. race shop, but he also had so many bikes in there. Mm-hmm. He had the peak Honda. Dude, he had, he had brand new just KX250s from like yeah. 07. And yeah. he had like all the like the pinball machines, just the random shit they made and sold yeah. when he was the on no top fair of the pinball world. machine. Yeah. yeah, so sick. But yeah, so then it, uh, what COVID happened in the SML studio at Callaway Golf got shut down. Yep. So we started filming shows at that shop. And I just remember when riders would come in, they'd just be all, oh, <laughs> looking around at all the stuff, you know, the bikes and everything. I think the best was Vince Freezy. Yeah. He came in and he was like videotaping everything with his phone. But yeah, so we were in there for a little over a year. Jeremy says, hey, I'm selling the building and uh, we're moving to my dad's muffler shop in Menifee. And I was like, dude, thank you for giving us a place to start. Never forget it. Always uh, be indebted to you. And he goes, oh, well, you're coming with us. I like having you around. <laughs> yeah. And so he took us to the muffler shop. And do just imagine 40 years of auto shop crap. Like, did you ever see it before it got cleaned out? I don't think I don't did. think I did. No, I was. I think I was gone or something. So when I first heard of this, because like growing up, we lived down the street. So my parents, we took our motorhome. We took everything there to get smogged to, yeah. to Jack, right? Yeah. And so when Don first tells me, oh, we're moving to the muffler shop, I'm like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I told my mom and dad, I was like, uh, do you remember the muffler shop? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Anton, did you ever see it, when it before it got transformed? I, got, I saw photos, uh, but I didn't see like it in all its glory. So I missed that one. See, I went to the old shop, like right when I first moved to California, when Jeremy was racing trucks and they had the big Lake Elsinore uh, race, Mm -hmm. he had a party on like a Wednesday or Thursday night. And Donnie sent me up to like go to it. And I was like, oh, dude, this place is sick. And then I never thought I'd step foot in it again. And then seven years later, there we were. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. But then the muffler shop, I had always heard about it. I had always heard about Jack and Ann's muffler shop, but I had never seen it, you know, because like I think by that time, like, there was no need to go to it. So then to, to have all the stuff that was there and then to see all the things, like you said, 40 years in the back fence and Dude, all that, you're just like, there was wow, like, man. There was like, okay, you know the sea containers that they make into trash dumpsters? Yeah. They filled three of those, right? And Scanlon came over with this heavy equipment and there was like that property. What do you think that property was? A half acre or an acre? Yeah, I'd I'd say, say I would say it's almost a full acre because yeah. there was that, it, it, it went back. Way back, yeah. Yeah, yeah like three quarters probably. So there was junk cars back there and Scanlon was using his, I don't even know what you call that machine with the the scooper on. He was smashing the cars and folding them in half and throwing them in the dumpster. But there was, there was transmissions in that mm-hmm. building and everything. But we got all cleaned out. Uh, Jeremy had the whole inside painted white. Made it nice, patched the holes in the roof and everything. I think they cemented over a dyno or something too. Yeah, yeah, they took a dyno dynamometer out of the ground. Yeah, and uh, then Jesse from Epoxy it. We had we hired him to come and epoxy the whole floor. That was like our contribution to the mm-hmm. shop. And Jeremy built us a loft that we used to do our podcast in that people would talk shit on, say we're oh, in yeah. shoebox. But uh, yeah, the second shop was super cool. But as he got more and more into the side by side thing. It just got filled up. Dude, yeah, there'd be like one more like side day. by side. We come out money, two more, three more. Yeah. But uh the big thing for me was the amount of black widows too. 
I was genuinely terrified every time I went. There, yeah. <laughs> and then there was that rattlesnake in the bathroom. Uh. Bro, <laughs> hey, no, absolutely not. No, that thing. You still have that thing somewhere, don't you? It's in my garage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I hate that thing. It a, literally scared me out of my skin. Yeah, I had a uh, ceramic rattlesnake I bought at Tom's Farms. Dude. <laughs> we put in the bathroom in here, right? Pooped his pants. I did. But, um, but, yeah, so we were in the next place for a year and a half, almost two years. I'd say around two, yeah. Around two years, and... Uh, that's yeah. where I did my first show. Did you do one there? Yeah, I did a show there. Yeah. yeah. I did I did quite a few. I did one with Brownie, uh, Volan. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That that place was challenging to do shows because it was a tin warehouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember and all the days we had we had shows scheduled and it would just start raining? Yeah. Or it'd be <laughs> yeah. three hundred degrees inside. Yeah. If it rained it was too uh, loud. <laughs> and if it was during the summer we had to film real early in the morning or late in the afternoon. Because it was so hot. And then but, uh, in the evenings, too, we had to be careful because the sun would start glaring through the one window. Yeah. Or the people would, there was a dirt lot across the street, and people would go <laughs> do donuts in their trucks. <laughs> but I don't know. That was a, a great memory as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we can't thank uh, Jeremy McGrath enough for giving us our first two homes. And then, uh, lo and behold, 2023 is approaching, and... Our buddy Mike Nitell at Roy Cycler, he calls me and goes, dude, I got this place. You got to look at it. I'm like, nah, because he described it a certain way. And I was like, when you said the tin building, but that's in the back, right? Yeah. That's our warehouse. And I was like, nah. So Dahmer's wife started looking at real estate listings and man, it was twice as much as we were paying Jeremy and like really small and everything. And I don't know. So then we finally took a look at this place, and it's it was like a dream come true for us. It's, dude, this place is amazing. Like even whenever we brought Cooper in here, it's like, dude, this thing's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool yeah, to have people like, especially Cooper's caliber, walk in and like be stoked about everything, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now this past weekend, we just finished it. Anton, you got to see it. Uh, you know the Miguel's Cochina brown tile. Mm-hmm. It's all uh, epoxy gray now. Looks sick. Looks oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it really looks good. Well, I mean, we're getting a little stony baloney from the fumes, but I mean, hey, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Part of it. But yeah. I'll, so. I'll say this. I love the new place. I think the new place is so sick. And especially to see the way that you guys have utilized it um, on video and for the podcast stuff. And like to be, to have seen it in person and obviously like know everything you did. But then as a fan now to watch it from 2,000 miles away and not know how everything looks it looks so pro like it really does look like what we're doing and i i mean personally for me that was really cool because i knew that we take this thing really really seriously but until we're out on our own and like doing it this way it feels like it took this to a whole nother level Mm -hmm. Uh, the muffler shop thing and jeremy's first place i'll say what was most cool about that like same thing you said don is all those memories because like you really got to see into Jeremy's life that way and not just as like seven time and the King and all that. You just got to see MC like in his day to day, but his childhood and all that. Mm-hmm. But then it made me realize that MC is just as messy as my whole family is. Cause that felt like being at the feed store, just shit everywhere. Roll off containers, trailers, fenced in lots. And I'm just like, MC's just like us. I love it. And yeah. straight up, I'll, I'll say one thing about MC. He's not one of those guys who'll just pay someone off to just do whatever, you know, he needs no. to do. 
He's in there sweating his fucking ass off, yeah. mm-hmm. working like working underneath cars, side by sides, anything, mm-hmm. dirt bikes, all of it. Yeah, he's really uh, mechanically inclined. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's not like, you know, one of those riders that doesn't know how to do anything on mm-hmm. his bike. Yeah, no, I mean, he completely framed like multiple cow side, side. side by sides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's in there just like working. It's just something I think that he loves to do. Him and his him and his dad just get yeah. in there and they just get to working. I mean, and sometimes, like, I'm sure you guys could go back to some of the podcasts early on. Like, they weren't scared to make any noise either. They didn't care that we were up there. Him and SB, yeah. (laughs) They were just banging stuff and just making all kinds of noise. Yeah. But it was so cool, though. I mean, we got kind of jaded to it, right? But, dude, we're, like, working, and we open our door and go down the stairs, and seven-time Jeremy McGrath's down there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Working on a side by side or a dirt bike, right? Yeah, no, it's crazy. <clears throat> but like the stuff we got to do with them, the trips we got to take, yeah. um, man, just endless memories in just three years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. We got to get them in here. Yeah, we do. We need to do something soon. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah. So big thank you to Jeremy McGrath for your friendship, support, and encouragement for uh, getting us off the ground. So. Nothing more to say about that. I mean, we couldn't have done this without Jeremy. No, no. definitely not. You know, and, and I feel like with this new this new spot, this new office that, that you guys have, I mean, I haven't spent much time here. I just, I come here for the podcast and for the shows, but I feel like, does does this new office, I mean, I, I'm speaking to you two and like Domeran, I guess, but Anton, you're kind of at home at your house but does it make you guys more excited to come to work whenever you have like a, mm-hmm. like a great environment a great workspace like this 100 yeah. percent. yeah i mean i find myself mm-hmm. here probably four or five times a week just i don't have to be here other than one day most of the time right like yeah just here working yeah the jeremy's shops it was a monday thing for me you know yeah. just come monday when we're all here rest of the time i'd work on my uh my kitchen table or my office upstairs at home but now heck i don't even take my cameras home i leave them here you guys you guys need to bring bicycles here so we can go on like lunch rides or something yeah i know well you need to heal so you can go on those lunch rides. i have my bicycle loaded in my truck right now (laughs) bicycle meaning mountain bike no not right dude i'm not a mountain bike do you see the road we're off of dude you want to ride a bike down that yeah bundy my wheels are what the only dude. Trunk. The only mountain bike trail close to here is skid marks, and I'm not going no, down there. Weir's like five minutes from here. Yeah, but hmm. you love that place. No, you I ride, don't. You, I rode my road bike up Bundy one time, and someone threw a McDonald's hamburger at me. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was McDonald's because it hit me and then went in my front tire and opened. Well, and I saw no, it. you do Lake Loop. Yeah, I guess it's Lake Loop. It's nice. Yeah. It's flat. You you like flat? Yeah, we could do. You that. could do either Lake Loop or if you want to climb, you could do. Uh, Freaking uh, Clinton Key, no. Got to get the GT grade back on the road, there. dude. <laughs> yeah, what does that thing have two flats? And oh yeah, no, it's got Spider one. Wood. Mine has a flat on Mine's it. Mine's right got now. two flats and a bunch of dust all over it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Anton can bring his bike next time he comes out. Yeah, but he's no, a, he's a gravel warrior, mm-hmm. dude. I just did my miles in the wind today. Did you? <laughs> I did. Dude it's, dude, it's so windy here right now. Every day has been um, like 25 mile an hour winds. Uh, Friday was like sustained 40 mile an hour winds. So, so what you're saying is you got a PR going one way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like turbo <laughs> mode. It is full turbo <laughs> mode when you're riding away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of gravel, 
uh, Anton, we have two Scott bikes here right now, a road bike and a gravel bike that are for Jason Anderson. And Dahmer is just out there, like, touching himself, looking at him. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> a little creepy, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah. But, uh. No racing this past weekend, though. No. No. That's a bummer. Well, you guys There raced. was racing. You raced. Yeah. I seen your start on your YZ, bro. Dude, that thing gets off the line. Hey, how's did you that? see the wheelie I did on there yeah. with the dirt? Yeah. Hey, so yeah. I, um, I was actually talking to the guys over at Henson uh, the other day. They said that you were pr- praising on the on the clutch that we sort of came up with. The the nine plate? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, huh? Dude, it's so funny because like, you know, amateur races, we all start on concrete except mm-hmm. at Glen Helen. So on the concrete, like, I don't know. I don't even warm up my tire. Did you used to burn your tire out on cement? Uh, Depends. Yeah, well, so I mean, I, like, yes and no, like... My dad didn't like whenever I did it because like dollar we had a, signs flying off. Oh yeah, well, and we had a night track at my house with a concrete start, and I guess everybody else just burned their tire off. I never did just because mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so less I'd, of an advantage. I just let the clutch out enough to feel it on the front brake, sit straight up, and real calm off, and then ham ham fist to say the dirt, dude. That thing like wheelies <laughs> yeah. the dirt, but yeah, yeah, I got I got really good starts all weekend. Yeah. And, uh, Dude, people were bagging on me after my vlog last week because like I didn't have any content because it rained two weeks ago. So I put my whole twenty minute moto in from the Paris race, where I like whole shot scrub daddy passes me, <laughs> and I'm just like in Such shock. Such a ballsy pass, too, dude. By the way, the gnarliest. You, did you see it? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, dude, it's God. like it, it's like <clears throat> the craziest pass ever. He like you know the the. Imagine the start of Paris, and you go up to that little right-hand dog leg and down towards the 90. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hugging the inside right, and he goes around the outside, and then he's riding the wall, and then the wall just disappears, and he jumps down, and he jumps in front of me. It was amazing. It was the pass of his lifetime. Oh, sure. my gosh. But uh, So I put the whole moto in because I fell on the first lap, and I caught back up to third. I passed like nine guys. People are just, dude. Avery, you have nothing. Avery has nothing on your clutch. <laughs> <laughs> Some dudes are whoa, take, whoa, that, whoa, whoa. take that clutch lever off and this that. I'm like, dude, I didn't think I was doing it that bad, but <laughs> dude, I don't know. I I listen to you ride like sometimes. You know, whenever I'm around you. <laughs> Especially on the 250 right? Yeah, I'll do just because it always seems like whenever you're at Glen Helen, you're going around the turn, you're going around the turn before the fucking the uphill in the wrong gear. He's going, yeah, he's going around the turn in fourth, so he comes out of the corner. I don't know how you do it. It Fucks me up. I grew up on two stroke, dude. I, I mean, so did I. (laughs) What? Dude, no, you grew up on a fucking three wheeler. <laughs> two two stroke three wheeler, dude. <laughs> oh jeez, man. I, yeah, that that just yeah. See, when the Stark Varg gets here, my I problems forget. will be solved. Man. Oh okay, I forgot about that thing. Yeah, yeah. it's dude. They I they was thinking about this at the track today. It is so wrong. We were all kind of talking about like, oh, a couple. We're gonna see the Triumph soon. I bet all this right. Yeah. Now Ducati's talking about coming and all this stuff, and then I was like. Do you remember the Stark? Like, yeah, <laughs> dude, they're almost miss- a, it was almost like the Tesla truck, dude. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they're like six months away from missing their window completely. Dude. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, like oof, yeah. Well, yeah. I know they're doing shit though. Like, I got the newest uh, mm-hmm. newsletter from them, and then somehow some guy in the U.S. ordered one, 
before the embargo was lifted for us to start posting about it. What? So it was like an insider deal, like he yeah. knew a journalist or something. But they flew that guy to Spain to ride it and did something with him. But uh, Mike Sleater is a Stark Varg employee now. Or what? Stark Future, yeah. He's their Australian rep. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, wow. That's cool. So I know they're making moves and the bike's coming. It's taking a little longer. Yeah. Than I think we I just hope it to. gets here and everyone's excitement goes. I wonder, like, why, why are they waiting? They're still trying to improve the bike or do you no, think they that they're trying that, uh, to sell the technology to no, someone? They, they're saying COVID uh, supply issues. Got you. For the and then, uh, yeah, and then, and then they had to get the battery certified to be shipped a certain way. Mm. Got you. That sounds that makes sense. That happened in the automotive world too. Like all these e trucks that are coming out this year were supposed to be out like two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. Like, there's so many anti e people out there, right? Yeah. But then think about all the people that are like two stroke diehards. They're like, ah, oh, four strokes suck. Yeah. You know, thinking that four strokes never take over, and they did. Yeah. And just think about all the kids <laughs> riding the freaking Surons now. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I have Suron haters now. You do? Yeah, because in my vlog last week, I was at Roy's, and uh, there was a Suron in Roy's cycle. Still in there, yeah. Right? Because he was putting Fox 40 downhill forks on it, mm -hmm. and I was talking to the camera my vlog, I'm like, yeah, I hate those things, because kids ride them on the street, because there's no laws yet, right? So you see kids doing wheelies down the street on them, and people just immediately say, dirt bikes, dirt bikes suck. <laughs> These kids are riding dirt bikes on the street. Mm-hmm. But then as a mountain biker, I hate them because these kids ride them on our trails and fuck up the trails. Yeah. And there's even an adult dude that rides one at San Clemente, and he head on the downhill mountain bike guy coming up the trail. They collided. The guy broke the mountain biker's jaw, and he pinned it and left. Fuck. So, like, I know, I think I think a bunch of mountain bike guys found him and beat him up or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, but I don't know. It's it's a dirt bike. It's an electric dirt bike. Take it to the dirt bike track. Don't ride on the streets and don't ride on the, the trails, trails where you're yeah. not supposed to be. Yeah. But, yeah, so I said that, and then, like, I, like, looked at my Instagram, and I had, like, some new Suron Instagram page followers, and they're, like, talking shit, so I just blocked them all. Dude. Yeah, man. But... Back to, you know, the Stark Varg and the electric future and all that. I mean, dude, my wife bought a, a Tesla 3, and we still have the BMW 4 Series. I don't think we'll ever buy another gas vehicle again. Really? Like car. Because mm -hmm. driving the Beamer now, the BMW is a nice car, right? You've ridden in it. Mm -hmm. It feels like a hunk of shit. Compared to the <laughs> Compared Tesla? Compared to the Tesla, yeah. Dude, whenever you get on the gas on the Tesla... Dude, it's gnarly, so isn't fast, it? Yeah. <laughs> it? Just freaking blow your wig back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> we have we have solar now, so we charge it for free, and we get to do the toll roads for free because it's an electric car. Wow. You think they're gonna do something where like, if you have an electric dirt bike, you're gonna get a discount at the gate or something like that? No, hell no. <laughs> it's funny no. how it's like complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, they get charged double. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Anton was the first uh, electric believer. I know he loved that altitude. That's he some of like my first. Arms, get away, get away. Some of my first memories of him were on that thing. Yeah. Flat tracking at the slam. I love that bike. Did, did you ride that bike. at the flat track? Mm-hmm. 
The Alta? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I rode the flat track one that they brought too. I remember I crashed yeah. my brains out on uh, <laughs> Industry Day yeah, at yeah. the Industry Cup, and then they're like, "Hey, do you want to ride this thing? Like, we brought it down here if you want to test it." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd love to ride that thing." And I was like freshly concussed, and I put my gear back on. <laughs> Dude, I I just remember at Milestone, Anton lined up for a race, and he whole shot. Dude. On the Alta and led me for a lap. <laughs> yes. I, it was either you were either in canvas gear or that all black fly kit. But I remember that too. Yeah, I was probably an all black fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, Wayne Ashby had the video of it and I just come around the right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You never posted that because I, I remember I gave you the photo of you leading me and you're like, I'm saving this for a rainy day. <laughs> 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 I don't know. So. Uh, let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. We'll be back for more. The SV Inventions supports the sport of motocross with innovative products like the original unbreakable folding lever, on-the-fly adjustable clutch purchases, rotator front brake clamps, Y-handle tools, and more. ASV is also a distributor of products like ODI grips and the innovative Gate King tailgate adjuster. They're also a proud sponsor of the Swap Motor Race Series and their track side at each and every event. Their amateur racer support program is open year-round, and you can apply for support at hookit.com. Learn more about ASV products at asvinventions.com. Did you know that in addition to being some of the coolest people on motocross, the crew at WUSA are the official importers of Talon, Kite, and Edge hubs, as well as the leading resource for DID and Excel rims. Through the years, we've tested plenty of aftermarket wheels, and the wheel building crew at WUSA can't be beat. WUSA is the source for all things associated with wheels, including sprockets, spoke wrenches, tire irons, and more. Mention Swap Moto Live when ordering anything from WUSA and get a nice little discount too. Check them out at WUSA.com. Hey, what's up guys? It's Malcolm Stewart here. I ride for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, and I've been training harder than ever, and I've been using Guiltless Food Company for my performance on my motorcycle, and it's been doing a phenomenal job. I've been with these guys for the last four years, and I get meals every week, and it's just easy for, for me to come in on a hard day's riding, throw it in the microwave, and my meals are ready to go, and it's fit-ready meals provided for me. You can sign up online and by using guiltlessfoodco.com or go to their local Temecula store and get your meals in person. Set yourself up for an easy win by going to Guiltless Food Co. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose Backyard Designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits look great, go on easy, and last long. Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user-friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at BackyardDesignsUSA.com. G'day guys, this is 9 times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross-training on my intense mountain bike. 
from the super fast and efficient sniper cross country bike to the aggressive primer and tracer trail bikes or even the amazing taser e-bike every intense is designed and developed in the united states and built to the highest standards a life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too so give the crew at intensecycles.com a look guys welcome back to the kickstart podcast presented by pro taper uh one of our show sponsors is also race tech and uh, did you know race tech does more than just suspension yeah how about that not only does race tech provide championship proven engine services to many of the uh, fastest privateers but also to many factory teams and oems that cannot be disclosed race tech provides quality precision engine services using the best equipment and processes in the industry to build world-class engines that are not ticking time bombs but yeah yeah race it's tech. good Check yeah race tech race tech.com speaking of little plugs how about our friend w usa john anderson and kristen anderson I had some brake problems on my YZ, and it's because I'm an idiot, and I didn't put the W spacers with my W wheels. Had Dude, I told you. I know. Dude, it was all I my told fault. you. I Dude. told you. Yeah, I know. I know. Dude. But, yeah. uh, but dude, so I have two days of riding and one, two, four 20-minute moto, race motos on my W edge wheels. And last night I washed the bike and went through the spokes, all of them tight, spun it. Did you get the edge, right? Is I got the see? edge. Oh, nice. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the economical wheel set. Mm-hmm. Badass. I yeah. think it's a, a, a good deal. Still yeah. better than stock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I actually, um, Benny Bloss, my my teammate, or mm-hmm. somewhat teammate, yeah. you know, under the same truck, he, uh, he actually hit me up and I sent him John Anderson's number for some W wheels the other day. Nice. Yeah, he's wanted to put some uh, some good wheels on his on his race bike and his practice bike. So, nice. mm-hmm. yeah, shot him over John Anderson's number. Hopefully, he'll be running some Edge wheels here pretty soon. No, I think Edge is probably not the application for. Probably. Well, I mean, dude, if any yeah. anything can sustain the torque that you're doing with your finger on the clutch, <laughs> just uh, 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 I think I think it'll be fine. Yeah, okay. I actually pointed someone towards the Edge set last week because. If you uh, if you've rode or owned a KTM for a couple weeks, oh, yeah, those wheels you know how bad those stock wheels are, right? And yeah. those spokes—it's just a nightmare. Yeah. So I have a, I have a friend that just dude like he's losing. He's pretty like mechanically inclined too, but he loses spokes like every other ride. You know, dude, whatever I did on my on my KTM, the one by the what is rim it? The rimlock. Rim lock, yeah. It always come loose. I just yeah. just drenched it with Loctite one yep. day. Yep. Yeah. I think it's because uh, <laughs> to make the bike lighter. They made spokes shorter, mm. so they don't go into the nipple <clears throat> as far. As far, because yeah. mm. you know, usually you take a wheel apart and you see where they ground the the, the spokes off after they stuck through. Yeah. Now they don't reach all the way through on a KTM. Oh wow. Yeah. KTM gas gas asking. Mm. So yeah, edge wheel set is definitely the way to go on the Austrian bikes. And their 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 orange is like perfect mm-hmm. if you look at like even some of the, like the factory editions the reds are and oranges are weird like even these gas gases we have mm-hmm. the reds like way way Different. dark yeah orangey yeah. compared to the regular honda red but yeah. still all the red on the gas gas looks good because that red's different yeah right i think but so yeah. the gas gas factory edition comes with kite hubs i think mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. those are available at w as well yeah. boom 
So yeah, if you uh, use the code SWAPMOTO at uh, WUSA, you get a nice little discount. And I think uh, coming up, we're going to have a really big discount for a limited amount of time on an edge wheel set. But uh, Wayne Ashby bought a set. Yeah? Yeah, Riddler. Nice. But um, anyway, well, we got two-stroke worlds this weekend. You do? You're racing still? Yeah. Nice. That's why the YZ250 is not on the set. Oh, yeah. I haven't I made up my mind if I'm going to Phoenix yet or not. I haven't made up my mind. Mm. You have the ticket? Or are you going to drive? Yeah, I was just going to drive. Is Kenny Taco Bell racing your bike this weekend? Kenny Taco Bell's got to work, Phoenix. Oh, okay. Because mm. oh, yeah. he did something on Instagram where he was like polishing your two-stroke. No, oh, dude. He t- did he? I think so. Mm. The 14 bike. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's no, that was uh, that was Mudo. That was like uh, a guy that was helping me out. He was prepping it up. For oh, me. Okay. yeah. I had to I had to get some different parts put on it. So, is that uh, thing running? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, it runs like a freaking sewing machine. <laughs> Can I rent it from you this weekend? I have super. It still has supercross suspension. Oh, never mind. <laughs> but the the rear shock the rear shock is is kind of like it's blown out a bit. So oh, okay, yeah, never mind. But I have a set of outdoor forks. On my 450, if you want to just slide him in there. No, well, you know, Mattia, my my Italian son, mm-hmm. he's, he's got a YZ250. Oh, I think it's like a 07 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he blew it up. And they, he and Willie Amaradio at Lightspeed rebuilt the motor. But I went to his house this morning after we mountain bike, and I was looking at it. <laughs> it doesn't look like it's getting put back together in time. Oh, man. I, I still have my Honda. Um <laughs> But I don't really want to ride it in case it blows up. There's no parts for my Honda. Yeah, no, it's so rare. No, no. I just I just let it sit there and I look at it because mm. it's so pretty. You've had quite a few two-stroke project rebuild bikes. Had, They've been good, yeah. You had a Suzuki and then you traded I, Scrub Daddy for the cow. <laughs> I had I had two Suzukis. Uh, I had like my straight rhythm bike and then I bought another one for like 900 bucks. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I'd gotten it all put back together, all rebuilt, all that done. It looked badass. It looked better, almost better than the straight rhythm bike. And then uh, I ended up giving that to my uh, I g- yeah, I gave it to my mechanic. Um, you know, just because he had helped me so much that year. Um, and then yeah, like I I had that Cowie, and then it freaking I think I blew it, I blew it up pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And then um, dude, we won the uh, we won the father son team race at yeah. the turn. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And then. Um, see what else did i have another one no i mean i I got that honda remember it had like a blue frame on it it looked like a freestyle bike it looked like it looked like ronnie fights freaking old freestyle bike and then uh, that's the one i have now i got it all redone and then now i have that that yz that's amazing so Mm. the the yz's fast man it's good Mm. anton i think you should get in your car tonight and drive out here with your yz250 to come race with me this saturday (laughs) okay I'd love to. I'd Just buy, give I'd me buy. a camera. <laughs> give me I'd a camera. I'll go to Phoenix. This weekend. Yeah. 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 You don't. It's need only going to be ninety degrees too. So. You're racing. I know. Huh? Hell no. Oh, okay. Well, dude, Chase and I can go to Phoenix, and then you two can race. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. What do you think, Anton? Come on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's get ready for those razor sharp braking bumps at the two-stroke uh, national. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, but two-stroke uh, goes to those better than a four-stroke. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Huh? True. Mm. Yeah. I remember the. I think we've done that race, what, two times, maybe three times or something mm. in like history. And uh, that first moto, you're like, wow, this is so fun. And then you go out for that second one, you're just like, what the hell happened? Yeah. 
The weather changed. It's not going to be hot this weekend. It'll be nice, actually. Were we Transworld or Swap Mode Alive when we raced that 125? That was Transworld. Transworld. Yeah. That was so fun. Dude, that video that we made at Milestone was was so sick. I was thinking about that for our our post. Oh, yeah, but it was wrong. There's a couple of things we did, like the last four or five months of Transworld that I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. So, Anton, what... uh, What's the best thing about being SML and independent guys now for you that you got to move home? I mean, yeah, that's obviously like a big part of it. And I mean, that's like the biggest one. But um, as I got older and like I kind of said this in the little paragraph that we wrote for Kickstart yesterday, that last year, like it just the, the fun wasn't there the way that it used to be like the pressure was. And I think that you kind of expressed the same thing, like just the pressure of being in like a big business where it was kind of like aimless with direction. Mm-hmm. It just, it wasn't fun anymore. And then we saw what every other title was kind of doing and they were struggling, but they were still granted all of this freedom and all this praise. And we were working so hard and giving no leash to do anything. It felt like, and I was just like, dude, I, I don't really see anything good here five years down the road or whatever mm-hmm. and so uh and at last like couple months like even even before we got fired and as we were talking about who the new buyers could have been i was like man like i'm, I'm gonna be stuck here they're not gonna pay us any money like i'm just gonna be kind of in this rut like this a good rut like one i definitely wanted but i'm not gonna be able to like grow as an adult and have a family and have money and have these things that i have now you know mm-hmm. like the ownership and and all of that stuff that comes with having Swap Mode Alive and the fact that it's us and we own our content and it's not like the website's just going to go away one day and we'll have nothing to show for it. And all of those things that were like so hard to like really deal with when Transworld went away for those first six months, like now knowing that we have avoided that stuff and we built exactly how we want it and we get to be who we want to be. It, I you can't I can't trade that for anything you mm-hmm. know and the fact that you let me move home that I have Ezra out of all of this that I get to still do the job and I get to be like I get to be the person that I always wanted to be like it I can't top that for anything and like even all the times that uh, you know my work's probably not the greatest or that I frustrate you guys I'm like man I'm I'm having a good time I'm not fucking up I'm just I'm just kind of trying mm-hmm. you know but I love what we have like I couldn't every person I talk to about this like. It's almost hard sometimes, and it's it's been difficult, I would think, really, in the last year to describe it. And Chase kind of made this point, too, because it's so fun, and we're so fortunate, and we're so, like, I, I mean, just blessed is the only way for it. You feel bad when you describe it to somebody else because you don't want to seem like you're bragging. And mm-hmm. that's kind of been, like, a hurdle in this last year because I don't want somebody to think that I'm, like, arrogant about it. I know how hard we work to get to this, and I know how rare it is to have this. Yeah. yeah. You know, we really lucked out because – when we all got laid off, you know, I was completely lost. And then when the sale went sideways, even more lost, didn't know what to do. And all my buddies like Hoppa were like, dude, it's blessing in disguise, blessing in disguise. And I'm like, dude, how can this be a blessing in disguise? I'm 50 years old and I have no job. Yeah. Right. But we got off the ground before COVID happened. Right. Yeah. Right. How and if, if, if we'd gotten laid off during COVID, there's no chance we could have started what we had. Yeah. No. And, uh, no. And we're just so lucky that we got out, started our thing, had all the support of the industry, and uh, they stuck with us through COVID, mm-hmm. and here we are today. I mean, I, 
like all the other transworld titles that are gone now like yeah. that happened during covid yeah that's the other thing like even if you guys hadn't gotten laid off like who would have known what would have happened in a year right when mm-hmm. covid happens and it would have just been an even yeah we have a head start yeah totally mm. yeah. the uh like i i've kind of gone back and forth as i've gotten older you know on like everything happens for a reason it doesn't it does it doesn't whatever but then i really really look at that time period from like july of 18 until july of 19 in that one year window of like where those cameras got stolen in italy and then they refused to like buy anything to like allow us to make more content with it even though it was company-owned equipment and then how like glaring that was like yo they don't care about you guys like they are not gonna let you do what you need to do to make this content happen the way it should like that was really really frustrating and then to take a loan out against my 401k that I thought I was never going to have to use until I retired and buy the Sony cameras that I got and then get laid off six weeks later. Like it could not have worked out any better than it did for all of that to happen. I'm like, hell yeah, I paid a bunch of tax penalties, but if I didn't buy those cameras, how I did, and then we owned them, dude, we're, we're even at another disadvantage that we never thought about. And then a year later, you know, almost to the day from getting the camera stolen, Don tells me I get to move home and my whole life is like taking another massive leap forward. And like, yeah, dude, I I look at that 12 month window where it was so frustrating and tumultuous, but everything good came out of that time. You know, uh, um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, the guy's got two personalities Yeah. on the weekends. Michael is Ansel Anton, the photographer. Mm-hmm. And during the week when he's home, he's Milk Carton Mike. Have you seen me? I'm missing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, what what is uh, what is one of the biggest topics you think um, that's that we've sort of talked about on this podcast, or that's sort of happened in the sport since we started? I mean, I think, uh, I mean, it was a little bit controversial, but I mean, you guys got to test the star bike. <laughs> I mean, I remember that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't a podcast thing though. That was a, I think that was a video feature. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Brad Hoffman was just like, Hey, you want to, you want to <laughs> test one of our bikes? We don't want to let Mathis do it. And I'm like, well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to cause such a shitstorm, man. Uh, yeah, like I was just sitting here thinking about it. Like, out of all the topics, like each week, you know, that we talk about, I mean, there's been some good ones. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, shit, I don't know. What, what would be like the most viewed content that we've had? Most viewed? Yeah. Uh, Danny Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> really? Dude, yeah, Danny Hamilton's yeah. uh, pinup video, Talon's girlfriend. Good oh yeah, Talon's chick. Yeah, mm. we got to figure out what, because it got like <laughs> it hits some sort of fetish website or something. I'll do something had to have happened. Yeah, it blew up. Damn, yeah, it was embedded yeah. on something not good, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, I think the funniest podcast comment we got that I can think of in recent memory, and you're gonna have to bring this up today. In your show with AT? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, whenever he... he we were talking about... No, 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 no. We were talking about, you know, him losing that race on the mm-hmm. last lap and stuff. Somebody commented, hardest I've seen a cowboy cry since Brokeback Mountain. Oh, man. 
The YouTube uh, dude, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Oh, ask you gonna him ask that? him? That. No, I'm not gonna no, ask no, him you, that, dude. And he's, he did, I'm sure he's got a good sense of humor about the the loss now. Come on, you gotta say, it. dude. You're doing the show. I'm not asking. <laughs> that. I'm not asking. That. I'm not. Brokeback Mountain is not gonna come out of my mouth whenever I'm talking <laughs> to fucking AT. <laughs> so, so yeah. So A Ray has uh, evolved from, uh, you know, vlog material in my vlogs and podcast co-host now he hosts the swap model live show and does a great job and dude cooper web show is out today it's been out for three hours or so yeah and it's the number one video on our youtube channel in the last 28 days right now already and you did a phenomenal job dude i appreciate it thank you it was, it was, yeah it was, i'm curious it was to really say, see what like the youtube comments are because they're always just ruthless as hell no the ones i saw early yeah. were pretty yeah. good okay right. but see it's good because you got answers and you got personality out of cooper that i would have never got yeah because you're a racer you're his buddy mm-hmm. you replaced him on yamaha yeah yeah you yeah know? so uh yeah you did a great job so that's why you're doing ap today too because i've already yeah. done ep you have yeah I, I my favorite interview i've done with ap was the podcast at your condo really yeah that was a long about, time ago we talked about penis injuries oh dude i remember that but uh, was that a high point I yeah think. yeah but uh but yeah, no, so super glad to have you as part of our content team. I appreciate that. And, Thank uh, you. And this year has been, hey. this year has been, uh, it was super fun to help you set up your team, your your effort. It hasn't really gone that well. Yeah, I know, but there was a really <laughs> bright spot though. Yeah, there was. A, yeah, there was a bright spot. Yeah, no, it was good. It was just one main event. Like, yeah, dude, but like, still, dude, that one main, I came into work Monday and I was just like, oh. I know, I, I got to sit the in the big, good chair. The big king's chair. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. We got a summer ahead of us to have some more fun. So. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be good. I think uh, you know I'm I'm still staying positive with it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate all the help that you've you've um, you've given me. Like this year, dude. Over the past four years, it seems like. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for a long time, and I feel like um, I said it in the text I sent you. I'm like, dude, you've you've honestly you've given me a platform. You know, I wouldn't my name wouldn't be as big as it is. You know, without you. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you pretty much gave me a voice like mm-hmm. in this sport and you know, a lot of people like whenever they see me at the races and I'm not racing, they're like, Oh, is this for swap moto live? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And like, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's cool. You know? Um, you got truck driver Taylor with a Ray army on the side of the truck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and, and too, like even at the races, you know, whenever I am racing, uh, the fan experience, um, everyone who's coming up to Anton and I at the races, cause Don doesn't come to the races anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, it just, uh, the people, you know, the things that the good things that they have to say, um, you know, people with either swap moto live merch, my merch, um, anything. It's just, uh, it means a lot, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, these last couple of years, I feel like have been special, you know, and I don't think that they'd been anywhere near what they'd been if it hadn't been you know for you guys mm. and you know talking on this podcast yeah yeah i give you i give you a lot of freaking good uh I, those early years man i gave you a lot of good content crashing yeah, my brains out on the freaking mountain bike all the damn time or you, forgetting my helmet or doing something stupid you were a little less uh filtered back then too was i yeah i think so shit i think you've tamed out the last couple of years yeah you know what I was thinking <laughs> when you were talking about Skyline and everything? Before we were really hanging out a lot, when you were like, I want to find the Skyline place. And oh, you yeah. went there. And I remember Instagram stories of you at the bottom going, Swap, 
your time is going down. Oh yeah, I'm about to beat your time. I'm like, dude, I'm about to beat this like 50 year old guy up this hill. Like, I'm just like, oh. I remember it took me a couple times yeah. to break it because I remember then the story that followed up was like, oh. <laughs> damn, came up short. Damn it. What's your PR up that? 37. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, you got me by a mile. Yeah, but anyway, Anton, what, what about yours? I, oh. I've only I've only done it a couple times. I'm never going to use travel up that place. Oh, okay. Anton, do you remember uh, in the early days of the podcast, one time Ray was on the podcast, was giving you shit about Kickstart? Oh, yeah. He called oh, yeah. me later. He goes, God damn it. Fuck I'm not going to have that jackass. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Talking shit on me on air. On <laughs> air. This, this is the other thing about, you know, the whole SML thing. It's been a big growing thing because, like, as Don pointed out, you know, I'm still figuring it out uh, through a lot of stuff. And, like, I've learned more probably about personalities and how to like manage your friendships and your relationships in the last couple of years than I have in my entire life. So yeah, uh, dude, to, to, and even for Alex's like whole deal, like me and Megan talk about Alex all the time and how much like we're excited for him and how much like we love what he's doing. And, and I mean, I tell everybody how much like you've come so far, Alex, because like you get it and you have that perspective that not other people have, but then it's the delivery that you have like, how could you not like that? You know, how could you not be a fan of Alex? Because he's just like everybody's homie. You know, it's been so fun to to have you tag along as part of this because like where it comes from, I'm kind of protective of Don in some ways because sometimes I've seen people like latch on to him when they need something. And I mm-hmm. didn't know if you were going to do that, you know, mm, but yeah. then to see how much like you really, really do care about him and then how much you've brought for all of us. It's like, how could you not love Alex at that point? Like yeah. I do anything for you you know yeah yeah no i mean definitely um yeah i mean like and i could see that too like everyone like wanting to get close to you just to you know ride a test bike or or doing something like that or like hey like i need this or i need that but it's like whenever you're there on the days that you know you you know i guess i'm not calling you i'm calling you half the time just to talk to you i'm not calling you because i need something you know what i mean (laughs) so yeah I can't different. wait for your wedding, dude. I'm getting so hammered, dude. It, I'm, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quite honest. Like, I'm a bit nervous because, like, I don't know if my family's sort of seen that that side of me. They haven't seen like my friends and everything. And like, oh god, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be rowdy. Yeah, it's gonna be a shit show, man. Like, oh my god, and because like I'm like I have a group text for like like my groomsmen and like because we're doing like a bachelor party and dude, like, it's gonna be bad. It's going to be so bad. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be terrible. Are you flying out, Anton? Avery, did we get invited? Like, I'm not trying to bring up any bad blood, but like, <laughs> I, so I didn't know. And my wife wait, hold on. I, I looked I looked through the freaking... Did you not get to save the date? I don't know. Dude, I looked... One, I lost it. I, I, lo- I lost it? I, yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I looked through, I looked through like you, all hey, the deals. It, if you could put us down for two, even a corner table, you know, in the chef's kitchen or whatever, I'm down to come because I'd love to see this. Like, I okay. would love to All come right. to this wedding so much. Okay. Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need, yeah. We need to do that. Because, I, dude, I went through the invites the other day, and I, honestly, I don't think I've seen his name. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. come dude. On. I didn't, yeah, I know. I didn't well, but so, but they haven't been sent out yet. Like, oh, oh, they haven't been sent out. And uh, we clipped yeah, yeah. a lot of people. Okay. We, we had to clip. <laughs> we, we clipped a lot of people. So I'll tell you this. My 10-year wedding anniversary with Megan was last Thursday, and I look back at, like, 
how she and her mom put all that together and who was there and who wasn't and all that stuff. And not anybody we didn't invite, but just people that like can or couldn't come. Yeah, dude, it is wild to think about when you have to put that list together. But then you can just do what I did the night before my wedding, and I just put an open invitation on Facebook to come to the reception for everybody, and they all got <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, 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 so for sure. You can do that. Yeah, so so I mean that's that's been like the hardest thing because like my family is so big, right? And yeah. a, a wedding is mm-hmm. not cheap, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, dude, I looked at the freaking invites the other day. I clipped like ten people from my family. What? Yeah, mm. yeah, I just clipped. Sorry. Well, my niece, <laughs> my niece, when she married Casey, uh-huh. they didn't invite any of my cousins. <laughs> oh, yeah, it I was mean, kind of weird at Christmas. <laughs> well, just think, just think, my mom on my mom's side, she has nine brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. Holy shit! Dude. So there's there's gonna be but no kids. Think, it's it's eighteen and up. It's out here, right? Yeah, that's true. They're all out here. Oh, is ba- is oh. Bail Bonds guy gonna be there? Yeah. That, oh my hey, god, dude. So that's where we're uh, that's where we're planning on having our um oh at the. Our uh, rehearsal dinner is oh, at his is wow. at his house. We're gonna get it catered the, and everything. Wow. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, so dude, that, he's that's an gonna, icon, dude. Yeah, out here, savage. <laughs> and uh, my mom, every time we pass him, I'm like, that's Avery's uncle. <laughs> yeah, straight up. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun time. Like, I, I between Sam and her friends, because dude, she, <laughs> she can hang with the best of them. And most of my friends have, have hung out with her because you know she. I brought her to um, Heart Ref's wedding. Oh yeah. And yeah, I mean, she fit right in with all, all everybody. So I mean, I feel like it's gonna be. And dude, my groomsmen, like, they're a pretty rough crowd, man. <laughs> dude, pretty rough crowd. So yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be fun. Am it's, I allowed to vlog your wedding? Dude, you might you might be the freaking guy who says. Oh yeah, you might be the yeah. Uh, what's that called? The pa- the past minister. <laughs> the minister. Minister Swap needs to come out of retirement again. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, I don't know what we're doing. We haven't gotten that far yet. I mean, I think the cards are going to fall a little bit more whenever Sam gets out here. So, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's stressful, man. There's a lot to do. Okay. So we're running out of time, but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to give some praise to Chase here. Obviously, uh, you know, he came along. I think, I mean, you were with us at Transworld. As vaguely a freelancer it was, for just a little bit right yeah yeah yeah. it was more so like i mean dude i started doing stuff when i was in high school still like i remember ditching school to go film at yeah at milestone because i had a cool principal and he's like as long as you got over 3.5 i don't care yeah but yeah dude i don't think i don't think if you guys had gotten the hey you're fired i don't know if i would have been part of the team right you know yeah no well we were using you yeah but i mean because you helped us film uh, Premix too. Yeah. As more so, I was getting, I remember getting paid to do type race reports. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, dude, I mean, I'm stoked recently that Chase has finally buckled on my uh, suggestion to get in front of the camera instead of just being behind. So he's <laughs> yeah, done, dude, he's got he's, wings now. Dude. He's, he's done a couple news breaks and he's hosting one of the shows. What was the hardest thing about hosting the show? Uh, talking <laughs> dude. I, do you think that you've gotten I, like more of like a personality since like this podcast started i feel like you were so shy so quiet, dude i'm so, so quiet. shy i still am like i struggle to just talk i don't some reason i get in front of people and i just think of things and i just can't can't talk to them so yeah no i think this podcast has helped me a lot like i remember stressing on the first couple of mondays we we did it at the first shop 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to say, mom. Uh, yeah, he was so shy. Now he's got a Harley and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, what? He's even done bike tests on camera. I love he's the bike test stuff. I don't yeah. know why. That, that stuff's fun to me. I like geeking out about just how things actually feel. I think from the outside looking in, a lot of it is, oh, that that bike's probably good because they get paid or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's so People easy to serious. fall victim to those those comments and that conspiracy, but no. Um, I think Don forcing me to get out of my comfort zone and do some of the stuff in front of the camera has definitely helped uh, with being able to do the show. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, a year ago, before doing the news breaks and the bike test, there's no way I would have been able to do a show. Dude, dude and, I, and I will say, too, like, even behind the camera, like, you're editing, all of that. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're a wizard with that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. I don't know. But, yeah, man, it's been a hell of a four years. Looking forward to what the fifth brings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I hate to be that homo, but I love you guys, dude. Aww. And you're all my best friends. You're my yellow dad. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's been a great time. And I can't thank the people that listen and watch enough. And, uh, man, four years down, made to go. And we have an AP show. He's probably at the front gate. Yeah, we have right got now. a cowboy at the gate right now. Yeah, probably. cowboy cow. at the gate. And you got to ask that question. Dude, I'm not going to ask him that question. <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for uh, listening and watching, and thanks for the support over the past four years. Yeah, thanks, And guys. Uh, we will uh, continue to do our best to keep you entertained and informed. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.